0: This is Steve Sherlock with another Franklin Matters radio show number 266 in the series. This session of the radio show shares my Talk Franklin conversation with town administrator Jamie Helen and marketing communications specialist Anne-Marie Tracy. We had our conversation via conference bridge to adhere to the social distancing requirements of this pandemic period. We talk about the first phase of the re-entry of employees to the town buildings to provide services to the public. No public access is allowed in the buildings at this time. The drive-through window at the municipal building will reopen. The library will return to the reserve and contactless pickup. Beaver Street Recycling Center will reopen for full service, not just yard waste, but with only credit card payments. Additional details were posted to the town webpage Friday about the various department moves to reopen in this first phase. Other departments, like the Senior Center and Recreation, are still working on plans for some of their operations to return with safety protocols in place to protect the workers and the community. Jamie acknowledges that the the Municipal Building is a social center of sorts, and while he wants to get to a re-entry point for the public, it's not now, and he does need to proceed cautiously. The FY 2021 budget gets a discussion at the Joint Budget Committee, Coming up on Monday, May 11, the Town Council Budget Subcommittee will meet with the Finance Committee and the School Committee Budget Subcommittee to coordinate amongst these three groups planning around the downward revision in the revenue forecasted and begin to make adjustments accordingly. These adjustments will then be reviewed in the Finance Committee budget hearings after Memorial Day. We also talk about the need for community engagement for this budget the discussions will require some serious decisions so get involved be informed now is the time we get a preview of the department spotlight on the work of the archivist at the historical museum and then close out the conversation with some reflections on the pandemic period we learn that jamie's grandmother is 101 yes She was born during the last pandemic in 1918-1919 and before women could vote, as well as finding time to walk, exercise, and take mindful breaks during this time of the pandemic. The recording runs around 55 minutes, so let's listen to my conversation with Jamie and Anne-Marie. So Steve Sherlock here for Franklin Matters, Franklin Public Radio, WFPRFN, in our weekly session with Town Administrator Jamie Helen and Anne-Marie Tracy, our Marketing Communications Specialist for another week of Talk Franklin. Good afternoon. <laughs> Great to be here, Welcome Steve. to Friday.
1: Welcome to Friday. It's always a good Hi, time. Steve. <laughs> it's the end of the week. <laughs>
0: yes. We'll kind of wrap it up and go out with a bang maybe, or just a nice conversation. We don't have to do any bangs. There's enough Mm -hmm. (laughs) things going (laughs) on around there anyway. Yeah. (laughs) So in terms of kind of going out, at some point where you're you're starting and you already are starting in terms of last week's announcement that came out and you teased it during our session and um, more is happening next week in terms of the reopening in phases.
1: That's right, Steve. So I think that, I think what we're doing here is all good news. I think that, you know, it just feels like to me, based on the data that the governor has been reporting and what we're seeing on the ground, um, you know, and and given the orders, importantly, that come out of the governor with the face coverings and other things that we're starting to see, I think a little little bit of a glimpse into our future, right? And Mm -hmm. I think that's a, a balance of, Personal responsibility among everybody, whether the law says it is or not, to adhere to the social distancing guidelines of six feet, Um, washing your hands uh, quite often, um, making sure you disinfect spaces that you're in, um, making sure that you have uh, face coverings with you at all time, wearing them in recognizing that um, the only way we're going to really beat this and really turn the corner in the next couple months, or as the governor called it, you know, the second half, the fourth quarter, um, is to really adhere to those things. This is really what we're going to be doing here for the foreseeable future. Whether you work in town government, don't work in town government, I think you're going to see this as a series of stipulations and things about employee pre-screens, um, patient pre-screens. Um, and and so I think what we're talking about today is, you know, what does the next month look like as a kind of phase back into things? Um, I only have control, of course, over the town, uh, the municipal departments. the superintendent of schools have uh, direction over the, the school uh, department. And the governor certainly has a lot of authority in his executive capacity, but, um, starting this Monday, uh, May 11th, uh, we are going to open up the drive through window back at the municipal building, which is uh, a very lucky resource we have, and uh, our treasure collector, Carrie Bertoni, has put together a rotating schedule uh, of employees to come in and out to um, take our level of work to the next level, both A, from a customer service perspective by being available at the drive through window. Right. Um, Which I know for a lot of employees feels like a a good connection to the community uh, to do their business. Um, But also, um, you know, folks have to realize we're not going to be a full schedule in the treasurer's office, but we're going to be doing all of the things that we need to do that I just mentioned and more to make sure that our employees come back into a safe working environment. um, and, And. Um, And so the drive-through will open on on Monday for the foreseeable future, regular business hours, uh, fully staffed, um, as a point of contact uh, for the public. It's a safe way to do it. I mean, we're lucky to have it, right? So that's really good news. Um, The public library is going to be opening again on on Monday uh, for a skeleton crew to do online book orders, like takeout food, where you can schedule between 9 and 1 each day. Um, you can make your order of, of X amount of books. Um, and most importantly, from the library director, they see this. I as actually a really think big, they're doing five. So they're doing five? Um, five five days? Per yeah. <laughs> <by> <laughs> so Felicia had originally asked for they're Saturday. Five so maybe items. Yeah. Oh, five, a maximum of five items. Okay. Saturday. So they're going to do five books. Yeah. But I think the value here is in um, particularly children's books are obviously the most popular and most sure. used. Um, and so without access to those books for very young children, it's important. And so um, we're, 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 it's important to note um, there is still a prohibition on uh, the public from coming into any of those buildings. These will be employees only. Correct. Um, and, that it, and that prohibition of the public being able to come in to do business is, is likely to be in effect for a while. Um, you know, certainly well after Memorial Day, um, you know, we'll wait for the governor's advice on that. Um, But those are two big things. And I I would mention the cap off the municipal building. Um, Obviously, some treasurer collector staff are going to come in to to help um, deal with all of that, as well as all the work associated with the deferred tax payments. Um, um, You know, the treasurer's office is is a well-oiled machine. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's one of those that works on routine. And the staff there know exactly what to do in the most efficient way possible. Everything they click, every button, and everything, right? Yep. And and so you know, this is a little bit of a disruption for them. They've they've they're amazing staff that have really tried not to skip a beat and have not. But um, getting a few more people back in there to process um, all of that is actually really good for the organization. It's good for our revenues. It's good for tax compliance. It's good for reporting to the state. Um, and it's important for customer service. Um, the town clerk's office will also be a part of that, um, mainly because they are in the position right now where they're essential. the The state has not been able to, um, without the court, uh, Supreme Court issue earlier in the month, with signatures. Um, we're now into census, um, and, and the reality is is the state computers um, need to be accessed, and the state computers are not allowed be taken home remotely I will admit that a little bit concerning to me um that the secretary of state is not uh, allowed that i'm sure there's some logistical issues i have not followed it correctly but the reality i is can
0: at like least Lisa. talk to that oh you can yeah because okay. while sure. you talk to the uh community preservation act is your intro to franklin uh-huh I was part of the Unisys team that actually installed the motor voter system back in 95. And Unisys moved me here to Franklin. So the, well, that was my choice, but they moved me to Massachusetts to deliver the project. (laughs) And it's not so much the computer. It's 350 network points. And yes, the 351 communities, Gosnold is the only one that does not have a hardwired connection back to Ashburton Place. All the others, the 350, do. And it's a point to point connection. There is no internet involved. So, from a security perspective, it's the utmost because you have to be at what? The two terminals in Franklin. I think there's 40 in Boston, 30 something in Worcester. Yep, that's correct. That's what it is. So you have to be in the building at that terminal on that network.
1: That's correct. So and,
0: even if they just move know, the system away, from a
1: secure perspective, Steve, you're and just a, you, you, everything you just said is accurate. And and it does have a direct line. There are two stations in the office. Um, there have been for years. Yep. Um, each town has their own quantity based on their population. Correct. It just feels strange to me that. Um, we're not able to get to a point where, you know, everything else is secure. Bank of a, you, you just look at security in terms of cloud technology. Doesn't feel like we were totally prepared for this. Um, um, you know, no, I mean we could, we, could critique, all, we could spend
0: we could spend almost I, as much time. It,
1: but it's a fascinating thing, and I think actually this conversation, as you know, I like this stuff. But it's it, these are the details we go through sure you know i mean and yeah. and it's not like i just make this stuff up out of thin air i mean no. we got to talk to the secretary of state's office they have a lot of deliberations internally they're out looking like you said for the 350. we hope gosnold gets a connection some point but that's what happened gosnold, gosnold
0: at the and, time and it's um, just, it is
1: what it is and so um you know mm-hmm.
0: the gosnold clerk said i'll take the ferry to, to Martha's Vineyard to be cheaper <laughs> <laughs> They don't have a Down whole lot front. of transactions to do anyway. <laughs> the, the other point, without getting Beautiful. too political, the Secretary of the Commonwealth is the same one today that There's we did the installation in for.
1: I, know. <laughs> I, I just I, I look at it from what we've done in the last four, three or four years, Steve, and I know you've been actually a part of this. So it's a little tangent, <laughs> but look at all of the investments the town of Franklin has made in... Sure. In, in Google, in Viewpoint, <laughs> UniPay, yep. um, the fire services are on Viewpoint, the DPW is on Viewpoint. The Beaver Street Recycling Center, which we'll get to in a second, is a great example of this, Yep. where now we're only taking online payments for drop-off metal, a TV, a mattress, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Yep. And we tried it out a while ago when we first went into this and people just bring up a slip of the receipt and they drop it off. It actually reduces a tremendous amount of work up at the recycling center for the staff. and reduces all contact. So sure. we're just going to make that part of the program from here on out. Why not? But we were ready for that. Yes. We could make that adjustment on the fly. Yeah. I do think the state in some ways got caught flat-footed on this security issue. You can, nobody can argue with me and tell me, and you're not, I know you're not making this case, but no. nobody can tell no. me that that somehow the, the clouds, a cloud system or a more decentralized system like that would be less secure. I, I just no. find that to be difficult. No, to
0: uh, with my, the rest of my background from Between Fidelity, John Hancock, Citizens yeah. Bank, absolutely, those are all financial institutions, well-recognized, they do things securely, it could be done, uh, the in away. this particular case, there's just not the willingness to move from a system that certainly works. Yeah.
1: And, and, and I also recognize, you know, um, you know, from a ground level, you know, the staff are well adept to how this system goes. Any new system require a lot of training, mm-hmm. a lot of, it would be a multi-year phase in. But I actually made this argument, not to pat ourselves on the back, but it is worth mentioning. I mean, I made this argument several years ago, again, you, a lot of the folks that probably probably listening are familiar with this, that getting away from that. Um, that in-house infrastructure right now if we were on the old systems all of our stuff would be residing on a server in a building and what if that went down in this crisis you know we would have less access to it it might have been a little bit more secure but I think we've realized that in the in the global scheme of things a lot of this cloud technology and a lot of these systems that every mature major fortune 500 company in the world is using is actually quite safe um, it is. and secure and, and I think as we move forward it's only going to get more safe and secure so um, so with all that being said um, the uh, Teresa uh, Burr town clerk and our assistant town clerk Nancy and Susan are going to have to get back into the building for the foreseeable future to work on the census which as you know is an in- incredibly important thing and I appreciate all the communication you've done Steve I've seen online and on Twitter about encouraging people to fill out the census um, yep yeah, the other piece right.
0: in the conversations with Nancy and Teresa too was the other aspect was the um, registration confirmations again, because they don't have the system, they weren't able right. to send the confirmations out. So they need to get into the office in order to do that. It's not that the registrations didn't go through. They did. They're there. They just haven't been mailing out the confirmations because they need the system in order to do that.
1: They need the system in order to do that. And, 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 and to draw a contrast about what we're trying to do internally um, you know I'm not allowing the public to come into the building a lot of people come and get married at town hall Hmm. Um, well Nancy and Teresa are gonna have to do that wedding outside and those are things we've been doing ongoing as you can imagine marriages are ticking up a bit um, because of all the legal reasons associated with it yeah and you know, Teresa and Nancy done a phenomenal job um, keeping that going. They'll still meet people outside. Um, they'll come up with alternative spots to be able to do it. They're still mm-hmm. doing social distancing. Uh, I just think those are like the little stories that I, I love to that really go well on your show because I I said it on my department at the meeting. There's just so many little victories they're going on every day where, where people are able to do the work and do it safely and still allow our customer service to not um, get scaled back. And that's a great example. Most people out there probably wouldn't be thinking, geez, if I'm married, I'm not thinking about that. Right. Right. So, but it's going on every day, you you know, Nancy swearing people in They're they're getting the marriage certificates out. I mean, Mm -hmm. and, and so, um, you know, we are differentiating ourselves from the services that we are providing, and that's part of the reentry plan, um, It's to really phase this in slowly, get ahead of the curve like we've been all along, and use this next week, for example, as kind of a, 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 a an opportunity to practice and hone what is going to be the new normal coming forward for a couple months, and we'll wait and see what the governor says later this week, um, and then we'll take it from there, but Right. Um, you know, the, the only other couple of things I'd say really quickly is the DPW, um, their full staff, as well as the custodial staff are having soft, uh, integrations this week as well with the anticipation that either the week of the 18th or the week after we'll bring back full crews, um, again, still doing things like for the water and sewer teams, those staff have to be rotated. It right. sounds good that we want them all in, right? Because we're taxpayers yeah. and we want to, pay. but the reality is I can't lose. If there was an outbreak, I can't lose the whole team. No. They no. are first responders yeah. like everyone else. Yeah. Well, it's part of your
0: risk management and Part of the protocols. risk management. You've got Absolutely. to do that.
1: Part of the protocols. And we're, we're going to be doing temperature screenings. We're going to be doing questionnaires with every employee. Um, we're going to do mandatory uh, face coverings in exactly the way that the governor outlined. Um, and you know, we're, we're really pushing the message, which applies to all of our employees, but also applies to every member of the public. Um, this isn't just about you. It's about everyone. And we have to be conscientious of others. The last thing we want in Franklin or anywhere are to have continued outbreaks like at the Biogen conference in March or the Mm -hmm. Walmart in Worcester last week where one person decides they don't want to play by the ball, play ball, 80 people then get it or 60 people or 10 people, five people too much. And, and we have to do the things we need to do to do that. And we all sound like broken records and, and it, it feels, doesn't, it's not part of my normal personality to say these things, but, um, it's clear that that's the way we're going to get out of this and get back to what people really want, which is their individualism and their freedom to be able to go back to restaurants and concerts and, and the library and all the things that we do that are fun. Beaches, you know, all the things that we do that are fun. Um, so, I mean, that's about it. I mean, I will mention that on our website, Amory will be posting shortly um, the latest update that we're, we're giving you a heads up on here. And, um, and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see what next week brings and then we'll just keep adapting uh, to the latest information.
0: And I think to reinforce a couple of points within that, so you've got a phase plan for some specifics that we've already talked about. And for departments that haven't specifically been mentioned, I'm sure there's already discussions underway in terms of what would their steps be so that they would be in some future phase. And some of them may depend upon the further guidance, but the discussions just because they're not being shared are still happening. So there are still plans underway.
1: And a great example of that, a couple of them really quickly, are the senior center. Um, where mm-hmm. We're trying to get a, uh, a similar program that Collins had up at the high school with the student lunches. Mm-hmm. Um, we're trying to replicate that at the senior center, so that hopefully when June comes, we can start a uh, <clears throat> excuse me a, a grab and go lunch system at the senior center. Uh, Karen mm-hmm. Alves and Aaron Rodgers and Paul, the chef, and uh, Colin from the high school are all trying to discuss those plans now. Um, another great example would be uh, Ryan in the recreation department, working with him to see what the lay of the land is. I mean, obviously, it's going to likely be a while until um, rec programs, summer camps, and traditional stuff move forward. Um, that's something we're going to have to wait for the governor on. But another example is like the community garden. Um, yes. I did speak to Ryan about that earlier this morning, and and he's going to work on that. I think that that's something that is low hanging or lower hanging fruit. <laughs> than really a summer camp where we we should be able to open stuff like that up. Um, The bigger question are going to be about playgrounds and basketball courts and some of those things. Um, That's really, in my mind, actually one of the harder decisions to make because you just can't be disinfecting that at a rate where you can and you're opening up uh, large crowds possibly. You can't really police it. Um, Yet, you know, in your heart, you know, um, you need families for things to do, um, and, um, and so that it seems like something that would be there, but um, that's been one of the more mixed bags I've seen from other towns um, where there's a lot of different uh, uh, approaches to it. So you're right. Those, those are the things that we're talking about um, in, in addition to uh, the superintendent trying to get all of the teachers and students and families in to get their stuff out of the schools. It appears that looks to not gonna I'm not over quoting her, um, but it looks like that will hopefully be done over the next week or two and hopefully maybe even accomplished by Memorial Day, which would be, be a heaven yeah. forbid um, we
0: find too many science projects in the lockers. <laughs> <I> well
1: <know. laughs> uh, we were talking earlier about possibly gym clothes yeah and, that's what you know, i'm not looking forward to in there picking now, up right? <laughs> yeah you know some people just want to throw all the gym clothes in a pile and burn it up you know, yeah i don't knows, need that but... i don't
2: need that back
1: no no <laughs> no um so you know i think I, I think you're right steve a lot of those discussions are happening non-stop plexiglass uh for when we do get to the point where the public would be able to um, you know, return. Uh, there's no doubt that things of that sort are going to be what you see. Mm-hmm. Um, like the library counters, you're going to see those probably at the town hall, at the clerk's yep. office, clerk's office, office. You're probably yep. going to see the treasurer collector's office not open the gate to the counter that everybody will be required to go through the drive-through because it's just really that it, it's just that much safer. Sure. Um, and well, I there's don't need no to cash. spend the money on the plexiglass. Yeah. And there's no cash anyway. No cash. So, um, mm. you know, we're trying to avoid the, we, I've actually talked, Steve, to a bunch of citizens over the last few weeks, uh, folks that used to come in and pay a visit and say hi a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, traditionally, a lot of, um, you know, obviously, uh, older residents in town. And I've, I've, I've done, you know, I've left me voicemails and I've, I've really tried to call them all back and talk to them because I do understand how much of a social uh, focal point the municipal building is for, for the school community and the town community. And um, I've tried staying in touch with some of those folks that um, frequently come in to say hi or give me a hard time. Um, and, um, you know, I know a lot of people want to come back in to do that very important that we get to a place to do that on the other hand um you know having citizens come in to just give us a check is just an unnecessary risk just simply is and and until we see the numbers which i'm keeping my fingers crossed both sets Mm -hmm. until we see the numbers cross in in another month uh until we see the numbers go down i think a little bit more in the next month i think i think it's it's highly unlikely before june that Certainly there'll be any, but we're talking about this stuff non-stop all day. You're absolutely
0: yeah. right. Agreed. And the, the hardest part is this the insidiousness of this particular virus. Um, yeah. it you can't see it really. Yeah. But you have to do the social distancing and cleaning, cleaning, cleaning. The the glory at the end is if we when it ends and we look back and say, we did it for what? Well, we did it because we weren't impacted by it. Yeah, <laughs> all yeah. that we did actually worked, yeah. which is which is perfect.
1: What you don't know is what you don't know, and and, and we never want to get to a place where we say, "Oh, geez, um, good grief!" Look at how bad it it was. Right. You know? Um Yeah,
0: and then yeah. I think to your credit and the and the town on on the whole, to the extent that you can and we you are doing and being mindful of the restrictions. the key is the social part of the social distancing is still required. Right. So those relationships are still needed. I mean, we've all heard governor Baker say, I'm a people person, Yeah, you know, and and I know you and others have said the same thing. And certainly the counselors and school committee members, et cetera, that you're all people, people for that reason. And social aspects are still required. We just have to be careful about how we do that.
1: Yeah. It's, it's it, it, that's so, everyone's it's having to adapt, yeah. right? I mean, it, it is what it is for a while. And I just think the governor nails it with, if you don't do this work now, you know, it, it's kind of into now, COVID-19. Eventually the goal is that you want, you want to have a vaccine, you want to have testing. You know, that's outside my you know, purview, obviously. Right. Um, but um, until those issues get solved, so Franklin um, doesn't
0: have a little blab somewhere that we're doing some vaccine stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's, well, there are people in Franklin as we've seen on the news, but not part of the that are yes. on the front lines yes. of this. Absolutely. But, um, with you know, Greg Chicklist, for example, Yep. um, and the work that's being done in Clark Cutler, um, on the gowns. I mean, I, I you know, not surprising, right, Steve, that Franklin oh. has a role in a lot of this, not at all with, with our industrial capacity, but, um, it's really about seeing the forest from the trees and realizing that this is a marathon, not a sprint. Um, you know, we're going to have to continue to be diligent until there's a vaccine, a widely a widely available vaccine, by the mm-hmm. way, mm-hmm. and fully accessible testing. Um, and and then you're into a position where at some point, COVID nineteen just gets added to the lists of other things that you can get, yep. right. like the flu, like the common cold, like yeah. bacteria, like strep throat. This is how it all gets transmitted. It's just we've never been put something like this in decades where we've all had to, in a modern world, the social media and the exposure of the media in general. We've never been a position to be in such a frenetic state over something that's, that's literally covered the globe, right? And, and so we're now being exposed to things that uh, probably good practices we always probably should have been practicing, We've all acknowledged that we all touch our faces too much. It's like, like impossible, right? But um, human nature. I mean, I'm like all over my face all the time, right? I mean, um, I'm always
0: adjusting my glasses. Adjusting but, my <laughs> um,
1: but you know, we're all going to have to adapt and, and hopefully be educated and be more responsible in the future if we're going to be able to keep this and any other issues um, from from uh, you know from becoming more ill. So. So that's the, that's a little bit of the details. Everybody, if they're listening, should go to franklinma.gov and look at Anne-Marie's incredible portal with more information than you could ever possibly want. (laughs) Um, There's search features, there's department spotlights, there's governor's updates, there's community resources for people who've lost their jobs, there's unemployment links, there's, um, you know, if, if if we don't have it on there it doesn't exist mm-hmm. um and mm-hmm. so um you know people really should be checking in on that every day and, and it's
0: a nice little that. box for the schools so yeah, it replicates completely on the school side on the other on the other side which <laughs> within the school realm you, you've got as much info if not more there
1: too yes
2: I, I, and the reentry update will be up um later this afternoon with all the details on everything going forward with the library and um The DPW and the drive up window and and just all the the information that people would need to know in order to take advantage of some of the the limited uh, reentry services that we'll be starting next week.
0: Yeah, we'll be reemphasizing the phasing nature of it to continue that mantra. (laughs) Yes, agreed.
2: But it, but it feels it's good to go log. forward. It feels good yeah. to take yeah. steps yes. to go forward. Yes. It really yeah. does.
1: Yeah, it's been an exhausting Re- week. I will not deny, and I'll just lay it out there because that's just the way I am. But like you know, going through all the logistics of this, it wiped me out. Um, but on the same end, Amory brings up a really good point. It's also equally as invigorating because it just feels like you know, we could be on the climb down the mountain. And that that's, that's, that's part of the, the importance of this. Right. Um, it doesn't feel like we're going to service everybody the way they want. We know we're not going to be able to do that. But um, in a couple of weeks, if we can get the DPW guys out there, street sweeping, filling potholes, planting trees, they're going to do, you know, one person per car. Um, they're going to adhere to all the mask requirements. Um, you know, I think that visibility, mowing the lawns, getting the common cleaned up, um, you know, uh, hopefully soon we'll be able to get a haircut um and then we'll all feel <laughs> a little bit cleaner. The common will be get a haircut, we can yep. get a haircut um you know, and um you know obviously it's just it's just something to look forward to that, that, that yeah. um, baby steps right yeah, but baby it steps. feels it feels good now that I've got the yeah. directives out and we're starting to announce it, hopefully I can take a couple of days off on the weekend and Monday it'll just I think it'll feel more invigorating to everybody. I really do. Mm. Yep agreed
0: hopefully <laughs> and then come monday having been refreshed hopefully you can get back into <laughs> this other thing that's out there that's called the budget
1: <laughs> oh the budget so uh your other favorite I really <laughs> i was really happy to see senator spilka's comments um in the paper not the message that it's going to be an ugly year um but i was happy to see some some you know some updates um i'm expecting the legislators. Um, uh, to be coming in and, and we're really lucky for a lot of reasons to have uh, Karen Spilka as our senator, but um, I'm anticipating um, in one of the future council meetings soon that um, that uh, Senate President Spilka and our legislative delegation, Rep Roy and, and Senator Rausch, will be able to visit uh, a council meeting mm-hmm. um, and give us a lay of the land um, yep. and which would be important. But for right now, um, we we'll catch people up to the process. We're having a joint budget subcommittee meeting on Monday, the 11th at 5.30 on Zoom between the council, the school committee, and the FinCom, finance yep. committee. And we're going to talk about the budget model that I put out, um, which uh, resulted in um, you know, 2 to $3 million worth of additional revenue loss that we're projecting for next year, and that does not include any reductions in state aid. Uh, that's just for our own local receipts and in um, the expected um, leveling off of the, of the construction industry due to the financing issues they may have. Um, and so um, I did scale the budget back. I put a budget model out. We had a budget subcommittee, uh, Chairman Kelly, um, uh, Matt Kelly called um, a meeting last week and then asked for a meeting of everybody this week. And then the finance committee hearings on the budget will will uh, be in uh, the end of May after Labor Day, uh, Memorial Day, excuse me. And then in first week of June. Um, the germane takeaway here is, is this is not a perfect situation. Um, normally for those listening, we, this is our end of our budget season, quite frankly, um, we're headed into the final stretch right now. Mm-hmm. Normally you get to Memorial Day and, and all of us in, in, who have been working on a budget for nine months, uh, generally take a little breather. And we, we kind of portion some of our time that we're working on budgets to overseeing the uh, summer health programs, with the BPW and the facilities programs in the schools to get things cleaned up. And um, you know, we focus on recreation programs and things. Um, this is obviously a dramatically different situation. Um, What we're going to have here is is what I call, this is really spring training at best. Um, And when we get to July 1st and we have an approved budget, that's when the regular season begins. It's going to be a day-by-day, week-by-week, month-by-month analysis of everything in the budget and what we're spending all the time. Because we just simply don't know what our revenues are going to look like, Mm -hmm. what state aid is going to look like. Um, I know everybody in Massachusetts is going to do the best they can. Um, we don't know what the construction industry will look like in the second half of this year. We don't know if banks are going to be lending money out for a major project. Um, you know, there's a, so many factors in the air. Sure. That really what we're looking at now for May Steve, is a blueprint, and a framework of how to start the year where normally we start the year and everybody just starts going to do their work, but. Um, this is going to be the inverse of that. Um, I think the discussion uh, will unquestionably revolve heavily around um, the school department and the school committee um, and the many decisions that they have in front of them. Yeah, major math problem there. Um, And and, and, and I think hopefully people listen to this, but this isn't a new conversation with the school department. It's something that's been going on for years. Um, it's also been going on for the entire time I've been here. Yep. Um, and the, the, the thing that has been keeping us out of this harder conversation about what's the vision for the future of the Franklin School District, um, given the declining enrollment, given the uncertainty now with remote learning, um, given the competition we have of many educational institutions that there's so much choice. Um, birth rates, sociological factors, geographical factors, job transitions now, unemployment high. Um, you know, there's so many factors to consider that I think now, um, as I look at the view from 30,000 feet, you know, it, it just has to be the time where we say, okay, as a community, what is the vision today, this September, and for the next five or 10 years for the Franklin Public Schools? Um, and, and in a way, while this is a hard debate, it will require a lot of hours and time from everybody, including myself in the, in the school community and the school department. Um, you know, it, it's something that, you know, in another, in another way to look at is a, is a really good opportunity um, to, to, to engage the community in particular about what the future looks like. I think that is the key that I would leave off the budget conversation with Mm -hmm. obviously happy to answer your questions, but people are busy out there. We know that, um, this is the time to get involved. This is the time to engage. Um, not next year, not last month, not next week. Um, you know, now and, and, and get involved in particular, um, uh, with the school uh, conversation mainly because, um, you know, I just do a, a budget for the whole community and I give them a number. We're not experts, um, on our side in school policy and regulations and what best practices are and, mm-hmm. and that type of stuff. Neither are they experts in laying out water mains, um, uh, online mm-hmm. programs for kids at the library or Sewer lines, paving streets and things of that sort. Yep, and, and picking up the trash and, and, um, and all the other stuff we do or, or producing reports. Yeah. So, you know, I think that, um, you know, I think that the community, um, if you care about public education, if you care about your kids, your family, the future of your uh, child's opportunity in the Franklin public school district, um, uh, uh, you know, you know, that is, is going to be where the, uh, the meat of the conversation is, is likely to be.
0: I know the superintendent and others in the schools have spent time on the portrait of a graduate, which I think the publication of that should be coming out. certainly will help form some of the discussions around this is the ideal of what we want to go and how we're going to get there. Mm -hmm. Cause then it's going to be complicated by a lot of the topics we've just talked about, you know, less money here, less money there. What is school, what is opening the schools going to look like? Right. How are they going to do social distancing? Uh, what are the bus routes? How do they do social distancing on a bus stop? I mean,
1: all of those
0: things are rather unknown at the moment. So yeah, this yeah. kind of, but to reinforce your point, yeah, coming out of the budget subcommittee earlier, that was how I left off the the notes that I published that, you know, if at any point in time you needed to get involved, that time is now. Yeah. <laughs> And I I will continue to beat that drum for you as well, because yeah, it takes two to tango. And with all due respect, you can make a decision, but you need to have our input in terms of what decisions we can, you can make.
1: If you don't have children in the school system, right. Um, If you have grandkids in the school, right. But if you, if you care about your property value,
0: if you are
1: concerned about the fabric of the community, quality of life if you're concerned about the quality of life um you know i mean you know look you know talk we,
2: to any realtor yeah, they'll tell you yeah, the first thing people want to know when they're moving is what are what, are, what are the schools like talk to me about the schools it's a huge factor
1: <laughs> it, it, yeah. it, it is it is the factor for many mm-hmm. and as you point out Emory, you know it is a it is a substantial factor and, um, you know, I, I think that people are going to really have to, to get involved to understand um, the pluses and the minuses. And I would use a quick model. I mean, we had a lot of naysayers about the stormwater stuff. Um, and we held those forums earlier in March before the COVID crisis came. And the feedback I got from the people who got engaged was extremely positive. And, you know, those individuals spent maybe two hours out of their day once to go become more informed about something. Mm -hmm. Um, There's no reason why there shouldn't be 500 people on a school department, uh, a school committee meeting discussing the budget or or whatnot, Um, you know, because, you know, people really, really need to buck up and and get involved in that. Um, And and it's less about, I think, the, the, the now, right now, the decisions that have to get made. Um, about the budget people have to remember this budget is a blueprint for next year. It is not a guarantee. Yeah. It's not a Um, one and done. It's not a one and done. Right. Exactly. Steve. But, but what's the vision for the long haul? Mm -hmm. Uh, Certainly is a short term conversation about remote learning. I think the Denmark solution freaked out a lot of people here um, because they're taking extremely aggressive tactics on this. Um, it almost seemed inconceivable to to occur here. It Um, it
0: is a plan. So let's at least use that as part of the conversation.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, sure. I mean, again, I I think there's going to be requirements coming from the state on this stuff. Yes. No idea what those (laughs) look like. Yep. Uh, Probably some unfunded mandates. I don't know what the student opportunity act, um, you know, where that is in their discussion. Um, Yeah. Given
0: the state revenues, the student opportunity act as an increase, I would wager probably not likely at this point, but that's just my two cents outside. So we'll see.
1: <laughs> well, it's worth noting on that point, Steve, that you know when we I, I put in this model right now the assumption of the governor's budget in January. Now yes. we know that that's going to get blown up, right? But it's the only baseline I have right now. I can't base it off last year and make an assumption of twenty percent local aid cuts. I think that would be unfair. I think that um, you know. And every town right now is kind of just putting their hand in a hat and picking out a number, right? Some people are moving forward with their budget as they had drafted. Some people are doing what I'm doing where I'm just saying, okay, 25% across the board. Chris and I, the finance director, went through every account, made some assumptions in that. I put that in the packet. But what is we, we were already going to have less local aid than we yes. had in FY20 yep. um, when the governor put out his budget. So we were already <laughs> going to receive fewer dollars from the state this year from last year. I have no doubt the House of Representatives and the Senate would have upped their number over the governor in some sort of way. But a lot of that was hinged on the Student Opportunity Act formula and what those assumptions were. And I think you're spot on, Steve. It's one of those things that's going to take a little extra time to source through.
0: Yeah, it was also based on prior discussions, Chloe. It was also based on the revenue expectations yep. that were set, oh, by the way, in December, if I recall, which at that point in time were rather rosy. Uh, nobody knew that this thing was going to happen in March and April and really put a no. you know, no. significant <laughs> dent. What was I saw? So the, the April revenues for mass were half the prior year.
1: That's, that's, a, staggering. that's an accurate statistic. I think it's misleading. Um, I think it's shock value data. Um, it's well, not it's about also, the it, previous. It's, it's one, not about you take the number versus the previous year, right? But in this case, the number was so big it was to convey a point in the media. Yes. But I'm not so sure that that's the number that matters. The number that matters is 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 in April how much money came in versus what they projected to bring in in right. April of this year, not yeah. you know, and you know me. I oh, go yeah. off on this a lot, Steve. I can't. I can't stand the past. We're not there. No. You know, this, these data points into the past. It's like we're here today and we're moving forward. Um, you know, and so you know, to me, it was more about what's the number that they expected to bring in in April at the state level, and what did they collect? We know mm-hmm. that number is not going to be positive, right? Right. But to me, that accurately reflects where are we going now. And I'm going to throw out a little statistic for you. For example, Gus Brown. This past month, and we'll see it in Amory's department spotlight next week. But brought in almost thirty thousand in revenue in online permit fees of inspections that he completed in April. Um, it's certainly lower than we would have wanted, but we nice. still kept revenue going even remotely, and business was open. I think yeah. the state probably has a lot of revenue that came in in April um, for a variety of reasons, and so you know what's that number? Sure. Um, one number that is consent is 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 um, agreed upon out there at this point is that they are going to likely have a four and a half billion billion um, difference between B. what revenue was projected and what revenue was projected before this and what revenue is projected now. That unquestionably will have an effect on cities. It just gotta have an effect. Yeah. You know what it is, we don't know and. Senator Spilka threw another uh, curveball, which I thought was a good one, which was, "What is the conversation from local governments and state governments to the Fed uh, yeah. about what kind of financial assistance could be there?" As she duly noted, these crises before, yep. all had financial assistance from the federal government to help patch state and local budgets. So that's another factor out there that you know we're going to have to wait and see how that plays out um, before we can before we can
0: really actually know what's going on. Because um, numbers are numbers, and one data point certainly doesn't tell the whole story by any means. So I think nope. the the only reinforcement is stay tuned. Things are going to be changing, mm-hmm. but you need to be part of the conversation in order to have some impact. Um, yep. And don't get surprised if you didn't. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you could have known. <laughs> right. So in... in that at least is coming, but on a more positive side, at least you've got another spotlight out there just today, I think.
2: Yes. Um, I spoke
0: to uh, our our
2: our archivist Rebecca Finnegan, who uh, works through the Franklin Historical Museum, um, she filled me in on her work, um, her remote work. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's fantastic, by the way. Her talking to her, uh, her enthusiasm for what she does comes through. You know, even through a even through a Google Meet. You know, you you know. How, Infectious uh, may
0: not be a good word, but it, it was contagious yeah. <laughs> in that way. <laughs> yeah,
2: she's very passionate about what she's doing there, and uh, you can you can tell um obviously when she first came on the museum anyone who's been to the museum knows there's a lot of stuff there and uh, then it, including everything in the basement so she's mm-hmm. been working to organize catalog um you know in many ways starting from scratch with lots of policies um they had a Very dedicated volunteer staff, you know, which had worked on the museum for for a long time. But you know, volunteers have other jobs and families and other commitments. So, to have someone like Rebecca there to really focus all of her energy full time on the museum and the preservation of the museum and the organization of the museum um, is is just a really great thing for us to have here in Franklin because we have a, a. amazing resource right there downtown. Um, and obviously she, she said she misses being there, you know, doing all that hands-on work. Sure. Um, uh, I know she spoke, it, one of the things that she shared was that her, uh, her favorite thing about the job is just that, uh, the surprise nature of it. You know, she's never sure what she's going to find in a box. No. <laughs> um, but so she's been doing a lot of work from home. And, uh, one of the main things is when they get ready to reopen, uh, her, Rebecca, along with a number of other groups that she works with, um, and local historians have been redesigning uh, the floor plan. So when they do reopen, they'll be working with facilities to get a new uh, new exhibits in place and, and really just be ready to go. And, and at some point, when we are allowed to invite the public back in, um, you know, there'll be a lot of new Things on display. But um, until then, obviously, she's still sharing a lot of the history on their Instagram and Facebook accounts. You can certainly follow them there. And one of the things she's currently working on is the sort of preservation of information from this strange time we're all living in right now. Um, yeah. It's a uh, Right now, you know, when we're in the thick of it, uh, I feel like we may not be thinking about the interests that this will hold 50 years from now, 100 mm-hmm. years from now. And uh, so she's been working to preserve uh, and collect information from residents, um, share pictures, share information of how you're staying connected, what you're doing, what you're not doing, um, because, you know, people in the future can only know what we save, uh, and what we share with them. So uh, you can certainly follow the Historical Museum's social media, check out their website, but they're asking to the public to help, you know, preserve this time for posterity um, with hashtag FranklinStaysHome or share things on their social media, uh, tag them in it. And, um, Right now, I don't think we want to remember much about some of the things that are going on, but uh, in, in it's, the in it's the still future, history. In the future, it'll be a you know something to study, something that right. you know future generations will look back and say, "Wow, you know what a what a period in history and mm-hmm. and what we can save uh, for those generations to learn from and uh, is important. So it she's is. doing an incredible job, um, and it's really interesting to see all the the history that she has found in Franklin so far. I'm anxious to see what she has next when they reopen.
0: Yeah, I know. I've certainly in my walking around doing reporting while walking around. I've been able to take photos of kind of emptiness where had, there had never been emptiness.
2: Uh, it's eerie.
0: It, it, it is eerie, but those are also <laughs> priceless photos to the extent Absolutely. that, you know, it was... I think it was the first full Friday after the shutdown. It was a gorgeous night. I went walking downtown, and those are gorgeous photos. Mm-hmm. It, it it's looked like photo sets, and yet
2: there was nobody around.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. it's,
2: it's, it's strange for sure, but also interesting. To your point, absolutely, um, yeah. definitely worth capturing and saving, and having a memory. Uh, mm-hmm. What we what we're dealing with, and how we're how we're getting through.
0: So. Right. And in, in terms of getting through, I know at one point in time, Jamie, you hadn't had a walk on a Friday and I know you by the time that you get to the end of the week, um, you're almost ready to go to bed right about now, but have you at least been getting some walks in as well?
1: I have been getting a lot of walks in and I, I've really been enjoying them. And I think, you know, like I think some of us, you know, I think, you know, it's, <laughs> it's been a good time to, you know, be able to do that with family. And, mm-hmm. and you know, and, you know, I, you know, I think everybody's in a very reflective period of life, no matter where you are, whether you lost a job, you stole your job. Um, you know, you know if somebody got ill in your family, somebody had a passing, um, you know, you're, you're worried about your family. Governor Baker says it all the time. You can't see your 91-year-old dad. I can't go see my 101-year-old grandmother. She turns 101 in a few weeks. Um, you know, really? I think we all, you know, we're all, yeah. Um, yeah. Congratulations. Um, so what a life. No, 101. No, yeah, I tell her all the time, I really hope I don't have your genes. I don't want to live 101. <laughs> um, you know, oh. it's like, um, but I mean, still, I mean she's as sharp as a tack, but you know, my wife and I, everybody, you know, we have to do grocery shopping for for family and other things. I mean, we're all in the same boat and walks are good for that. Um, it's also good on walks to see other people, even if it's on the other side of the street. <laughs> yeah, it's good to see dogs and kids. And, well, and,
0: it, it's a and positive people. aspect too because yeah. there is life after this. Because she was born in the last pandemic, right? <laughs> if I do the, the math pandemic. properly,
1: wow, it's exactly right. I know <laughs> it's it's. She was born a year before women had the right to vote. Put that somewhere and yeah you know she's got a lot of stories I'm sure it's like she joked with me once she goes oh yeah you think when I showed up at the polls at 18 they just let me in you know like (laughs) you know like it's like today you know and it's I mean I've been very lucky and throughout my whole life to have you know, one, one of my mom's side had five generations alive until I was probably nine or 10. Wow. Um, so I had my great, great grandmother, um, you know, and you know, those stories never leave you for the rest of your life. Sure. Um, just because it's just, you know, you realize how fortunate we are to even be in the world today that we're in, um, Absolutely. In a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that, you know, if you can't tell, I think we're all, again, a little reflective more than we probably normally would be, um, when but our busy lives are just clicking along, but yeah. You know,
0: No, there's nothing wrong with that. I think being taking the mindful approach um, helps our, I mean, my own personal pieces, the body and mind are together. (laughs) That's just my own. And you got to have both to be healthy. So, Mm -hmm. you know, having the walk, even if it's quiet in the woods or even if you got a podcast on, you're still having a walk.
1: I will say, it it is good for the soul, Emery. I will say, for me, it, it, you know, as you, I think we've spoken on the show before. Like I'm a swimmer, right? I've never okay. gone this long in my life without, without going being in a pool, to pool <laughs> once or twice a <laughs> week. Um, it, you know, relatively speaking, not a problem. Suck it up, um, you know. But from a health and mind perspective, you no, know, I mean, I got to go fill that gap somewhere else. And, yes. and there's just simply no walk that's going to compete with a a 30 minute, you know, three quarter of a mile to a mile long swim a couple few times a week right like mm-hmm. it's just not going to happen so right. um and I, I and i'm as you know i'm a hiker um you know i I've, I've struggled with that a little bit because i i know the trails are packed yeah. um you know it just feels yeah. like you know i could probably you know i'd really like to go hiking but um i know they had to shut down wachusett and a few other state parks in mm-hmm. New Hampshire just cause of volume. Yeah. because of the flood of people rightfully so so i tried yeah. to stay away from that and and tried to do my yoga every day, and um, you know, try to try to at least you know get the breathing under order, and and it found that to be um, a lot more powerful than I thought it than I thought it was going to be before. When you're doing a mile swim in the pool, you come out pretty, you know. You come out ready to take on the world, right? Um, mm-hmm. you know, yoga's a different Charged. way of looking at, so Charge. Oh, yeah. Uh, the staff sees me every once in a while when I get in at eight and I've already been at the pool. But, um, You're already he's, like, up and ready, pumped up and ready to go, yes. He's turned into Jeff Nutting. He's turned into Jeff Nutting. He's walking around like Mach 5. What's wrong with him? Uh, even one time, I think, Amory. I think it might have been you, you said, oh, you must have went to the pool this morning. <laughs> it's either her or Alicia. Uh, So, I have been getting in the walk, Steve. I know, uh, you know, we've all been trying to do the best we can, but, um, you know, today it will be, uh, um, I've been planning my grocery shopping, funny enough, during rain. Um, it I've definitely found works the you said that once and i copied way you. <laughs> less sure i have walked in a market basket almost every time when it's yep. raining so i'm like mm-hmm. now that the call is going to end in a few minutes I'm hoping it starts raining in like an hour mm-hmm. and i can go up and go grocery shopping for the week
0: either that or saturday <laughs> morning in the snow
1: we asked this morning are the plows ready and yeah I kind of grumbled you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. So, Indeed. so that's uh, the that's scoop. See, that's, uh, it's good to be here. And uh, thank everybody out there for listening to our uh, voices, Amory and I, and give some updates for the week. And you know, we look forward to be back again next week with hopefully another round of uh, good news
0: yes as and, ha- we, ha-
2: and happy mother's day to all those moms out there
1: happy mother's, mother's day, day sunday, so. Mother's day, sunday yes. mm-hmm. so what are you going to get for uh, mother's day amory you're going to go an opportunity to go pick up your kids gym clothes at the high school right? <laughs> that's your that's your mother's day gift. and then clean happy them right mother's <laughs> day, happy mother's
2: day to me <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah hopefully uh this sunday you know hopefully the the weather it looks like it's going to get a little bit better for mother's day which will be nice for everybody to mm-hmm. As not if we haven't had enough time at say, home. Not that um, there's
2: much to do, but
1: it, usually you're <laughs> right. Aren't you usually, Emory? We're looking for like a calm day, right? Mom can take a day off. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I you know, I haven't had long. that in years. My kids played lacrosse and there's always a game. So I've, I haven't spent Even a on Mother's mother, Day. Huh? I have not spent a Mother's Day not, not <laughs> on a lacrosse field in i mean a decade so until this one Until do
0: you have any zoom calls scheduled for mother's day
1: <laughs> or is your Maybe. husband's tea time on sunday
2: <laughs> no he knows better <laughs> no, than <it's> that
0: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so.
1: indeed well thank you
0: both and enjoy your weekend and we'll catch you next time to talk thank Franklin. you thank
1: thanks a lot Steve. have a great weekend hope everybody has a good time yeah. enjoy listen. the
0: weekend This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but I can't do it alone. I can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like this, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is entitled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tin Type Tunes in 2008 and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy.